Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and on the M6, about to meet the M1 en route from Manchester to North London for the game between Arsenal and Manchester United. This podcast is brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Doan is a big United fan. He opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. So we just stopped at the services. We saw some of the different coaches, the Mostonian coach. Was heading down to London as well. So 12:30 kickoff. I I don't like that time if I'm honest. I had to wake up at five this morning. I'm sure you're all feeling very sorry for us because we're very lucky to be going to these games and to be getting tickets for the matches. Uh, and maybe if Manchester United were in the Champions League this season, still I'd be saying the 12:30 was an advantage ahead of our trip. You know, we could be going back to Spain or wherever, but we're not. And we've been absolutely wank this week. <laughs> right, with three lads, we're going to have a little chat about some Manchester United issues at the moment. Just introduce yourself before you talk for the first time. And just tell me how you're feeling about United going to Arsenal. Okay, uh, John T. Um, not particularly confident today. Can't see anything other than us getting beaten, I'm perfectly honest. Pretty similar to Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, seems like the players have been on the beach for, I think, since City away, the second half. And then that second half just killed them, and ever since they've just not been not been there mentally, physically on the pitch. They're just not not at it whatsoever. It feels like they're just waiting for the end of the season now. So, yeah. Why you got to Arsenal? Why? It's what we do. <laughs> what we do. Right, that's enough. Yeah, it's what we do. Um, I'm missing my uh, my actual footy teams. Um, last game of the season today. If they if they draw, they win the league, and I missed the cup final on Tuesday to come to these two games knowing that we're going to get beaten both of them so yeah it's what we do so John is, a, is a, being very modest here he actually plays for Fulham he's a professional footballer <laughs> he's, a, he's missing their championship promotion promotion party how are you feeling about going down to Arsenal Hi, I'm Jim uh, I'm actually looking forward to it I think we've got half a chance today uh, no, no, <laughs> no I put my sensible head on uh, yeah it's a bit early uh, a few more beers might help numb the pain on the way home. Uh, I hope we get a result. I think we're going to struggle. I think some of Ranieck's uh, facial expressions and interviews have got the air of defeat all about him. Uh, I think the players, the way they trundle off, have got the air of defeat all about him. I'm just, you know, I'm just hoping that uh, Ronaldo can sit there and that he galvanise him with some some goals and some and some. Uh, some serious aggression today, uh, but I can't, I, can't, I can't see anything but frustration. If you got the honest truth, I don't think we've got a t- we haven't got a plan. We ain't got a formation. We ain't got a settled team. There's not a lot going for it really. But nonetheless, we'll have a few beers. We'll have a laugh on the way home, and uh, and bring on where's next, Brighton. <laughs> yeah. I wish we were going to Europe for a game this week. I've got to go to Europe for my job, so. Got to go to Villarreal on Monday to meet Unai Emery, and I'll just be gutted because they'll be looking forward to a Champions League semi-final. You mentioned Rangnick. I was at the press conference yesterday. I thought he was very interesting. I I thought some of his lines about United needing open heart surgery were like a gift to, to, to a tabloid. When he said United fans are the best in the world, and he went, apart from Schalke. I won't go too hard on him on that because I could think his thought process was like, I love United fans, shit, I've not mentioned Schalke here. And Schalke are a really well-supported club 
from a city with not a lot going for it in northern Germany so I'll, I'll forgive him on that I'm less forgiving of him for the football that I've seen under him uh, I think he's really good with the media I think he's pretty uncertain of his role beyond uh, this season he doesn't know what's going to happen even though there's a consultancy there he said it's not about the contract it's about whether they want me or not so he's not had much of a say at all in Eric Ten Hag's appointment he spoke very well about Eric Ten Hag he said he's probably the best person who was gettable for Manchester United so what did you feel when Ten Hag was appointed this week I sense that most Manchester United fans favoured it yeah, I think Tubbs, by the way, or the gnome, as I'm being told to introduce myself. The gnome? <laughs> Why are you called the gnome? Because I've, well, I have groomy hair back now. After a, a Villa fan called me a, um, a very, uh, well, basically a fat, bald uh, expletive, so I've decided to grow my hair back. <laughs> fat, bald gnome? <laughs> basically, yeah. So you've grown your hair back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't At least you can grow it back. Well, yeah. Former, <laughs> former Manchester United player Ben Thornley would love to be able to grow his hair back, but he had a hair transplant, uh, which we brought attention to this week. It was a very successful hair transplant, and we put some pictures on social media, which I'm sure Ben and his partner really appreciated. But what we did... <laughs> got somebody United we stand designers we added like long hair so we just had like a, a normal hair transplant but we've given him like a mane and a mullet, a mullet yeah. and like, blow to people think it's true to Ben Forley now, now looks like bounty hunter and stuff like that so gnome yes uh, Ralph um, Eric Tenard <laughs> Um, I'm not even going to try and blag you. I don't know enough about him, in all honesty. Uh, I like that, honestly, because um, a lot of people have become Ajax experts. Exactly, yeah. You go on social media and everyone's all, Tenag this, Tenag that. And the reality is nobody's seen 90 minutes of football under him. They, you know, you might I have. have. Yeah, I know you have. But, you know, most of the people on social media, they're not. They're just talking nonsense because it's the popular thing to say. Um, for me, I, you know, give him the opportunity to see what happens. I think... The rang it thing, it, it, for me, it was all very nonsensical at the time. You get rid of Solskjaer to bring in Carrick, to bring in Rangnick, to then bring in a full-time manager, and the interim manager's done no better than Solskjaer would have done. It's For me, it's, it's just made a bit of a circus out of a season where it started very optimistically, you know, Ronaldo, Varane, Sancho, everyone thought he was going to win the league after that Leeds game, didn't they? And it just kind of fell off a cliff drastically in, in the space of a couple of months. And for me, the... The decline in the last, well, since Christmas, really, has been arguably worse than it was from Fergie to Moyes. It's just, you know, there was a lot of positivity around Ollie at the time, wasn't he, in the squad, and everyone was saying how much they liked everyone, and now it's just the polar opposite, you know, booing Pogba and, you know, all the stuff that's happened with Maguire about bomb threats and all, all that's probably nonsense, but still, it's just kind of got a bit toxic, hasn't it, in the last few months? And it's just, it's a bit of a circus, circus of a season, really. A lot of gnome sense there, mate. I'm speaking to the others. Um, you mentioned about people not know, knowing Ajax. We're actually finishing off the next United We Stand um, over the next couple of days. Not even put the cover out there yet. That Chelsea game has screwed us a little bit. And someone has written an article for us anonymously. Trust me, that person is at the absolute top of professional football in terms of analysis. And that person wrote a piece in the fanzine last month and has done another one this month and it's absolutely fascinating with video grabs and everything about how Ten Hag's team play football we're very lucky to have people like that sending stuff in to us um, but yeah I went through that through, through that last night we've just been talking also about 
Old Trafford, the future of the stadium. Uh, there's been some progress, been some some movement. How do you feel? Would you like to see a new stadium like Gary Neville or a redevelopment like me? I'm prepared to listen to arguments for, for the new stadium. I've just maintained that United have let Old Trafford... I won't say decay, I think that's too strong a word, but not invested sufficiently into it. I think it should be bigger. And I travel around for my job, going to grounds, and I'm a bit envious when I see what Real Madrid are doing or what Barcelona are planning to do. Tottenham's new ground, Atletico's new ground. I think a serious redevelopment would be good, but that's just my opinion. And what do you think, Johnny? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, actually. Um, I'm not of a big fan of kind of new grounds for period. Um, in the last 15 years, you kind of had Arsenal, Tottenham, um, just countless three fair, the new grounds, the, the, the Isle of West Ham, they generally all feel a bit soulless to me. Um, I like what the kind of the way that developed Anfield, it's now getting bigger and bigger. It, and you, you could, you'd never know if you hadn't been 10, 15 years ago, it looks it's all in sync with what the ground was beforehand. So, ideally, I'd like United to do something like that. So, it keeps kind of the, the culture of the club still there. You still get the same feeling of going to the same places you have been since you were a kid. Um, there's definitely ways they can expand it. Uh, where do you sit in the ground? Uh, we're in the corner of the CRA. Who uh, pays for your season ticket? Uh, me, normally. Dad did it by accident this year, which is hilarious. <laughs> Lucky boy, aren't you, Dad? <laughs> do you want my yeah. number, Jim? Do you want to pay for How long have you been paying for your season ticket? How old is he? 23. Uh, about 18 years. Really? Does he pay you back promptly? Uh, no, but we've got, he's got a repayment plan. He's right. not kept to it yet. I'm going to get the bailiffs round. What they called? Uh, what, what those guys that come around and visit you regularly called? Uh, Prostitutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and them. He normally pays them on time, though. That's the minders get out. How do you feel about Old Trafford and the future of Old Trafford? I'd like to be able to redevelop our ground, but I'm not sure that you could do it successfully because of the short sight, short-sighted on the uh, the railway the railway line. So it's one of them. I don't want to turn out another Tottenham's ground because I think it's a bit bland. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I don't like Arsenal's ground. Don't like City's ground much. Uh, Do you like anything? <laughs> yeah, I like Everton's ground, unfortunately, knocking that one right, down. Right, so you're like I, I real... I like Palace's ground, yeah. yeah. But you can't build one of them. Yeah, we need to build one that holds 80,000 people that you can actually sit down in comfort. So we do need to do something. I've got a sneaking suspicion to do it properly. I would like... But I'd like it to be tiered so there's some there's roofs everywhere so you get atmosphere. I think in some of these bigger grounds you've got these huge great stands. It loses the atmosphere... The, the, the roofs don't echo it round a lot so I'd like to see some of the old fashioned roofs where they're almost I'm using my hands here to show people where they're almost hollow so the you get that echo around the, around the roof these these modern roofs where they're just flat they don't hold the sound they're too high away from the where you position away fans is important position them near the roof so that noise comes out so I'd like it to be two tiered with proper tiers stacked on top of each other if they're going to do that. So they've got to think about the atmosphere, but it also is an issue with space. We need to be able to, you know, people that want to sit down need to be able to sit down. All right, that's that's a good point because the, the, the leg room is tight at Old Trafford and that, there's never an issue to me, but going to new grounds, you can see that they've got more, more leg room. So you're veering more towards the idea of, of, of a new ground, a Gary Neville camp. Someone said something... Um, which made me laugh that Manchester built the new ground nowhere near 
the current one so Gary's just left with an hotel in the middle of nowhere which I saw humour in that sorry Gary I know you're listening, <laughs> listening. No, that, that would be quite humorous actually no I mean, they've got the land to build a new ground where they, where, where they are uh, and whether they just move it across a bit I don't know but it, to me it's about creating somewhere I want to go and be inside not something that looks visually fantastic from the outside okay the acoustics are terrible at Old Trafford and I don't know why that is there are acoustics experts but I sat in the middle of the main stand for the Atletico game could hear the Atletico fans really clearly less so the Stratford end I heard Atletico fans say they couldn't hear the home fans and I heard people in the Stratford end say they couldn't hear the away fans and it's imperfect my my brother sits in the east stand right next to the away fans and when we're particularly loud one day it pays for a season ticket uh, probably him. <laughs> That's dad, not brother. <laughs> yeah, um, he, if it's particularly loud where we sit, quite regularly he'll say, "Well, he couldn't hear us," but yeah. he, and we say we couldn't hear. Say it was City or Liverpool, whatever, whoever it might be on that day, we could never hear them. And he said, "Oh, they were really good today." So it's, it, it, you're right. The acoustics are awful at United, and I think a lot of the Liverpool fans are saying the same thing. Armfield, as long as like there, the whole ground's singing. It's always going to be loud, isn't it? But when you've got pockets of the ground sinking, it's never the sound never travels the same. No, um, I'm team refurb. I think <laughs> you know to go from seventy six thousand to knock it down and then build it again. It's a bit again. It, it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To set the context, uh, no. Like I say, I'm team refurb. I don't see the sense of knocking it down to build another one to get. I don't know for argument's sake, ninety thousand. And like you say, a lot of the new stuff—it's very soulless, and it—you know—the the the, the, the Etihad's a terrible stadium, isn't it? You know, you can't think of anything worse than going there every. I don't think it is. Don't think it's that bad. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more the people that sit inside the ground. Johnny, we've well, got to go talking to this mate. I can't hear from the other side of the coach. No, I was just saying. I think the problem with City's ground is the people that sit in it rather than the actual ground. I'd accept that point rather than the aesthetics of the ground. The other, my other thoughts are: Do we need one that holds ninety thousand? Are you sixty-five thousand enough? I think they do because the demand is there. Old Trafford's sold out all the time. If you look at the big grounds in Europe, Barca do not sell out all the time, but they've got the space for it when they do. I think United would sell out ninety thousand every week. Okay. I do. I really do. I think the demand is there. The, every game is sold yeah. out. Every league struggle, game. We might struggle against Rochdale in the League yeah. Cup. Of but course, <laughs> but but come on, you know, yeah, yeah, Barca yeah. struggle for ten of their home league matches. Yeah. yeah. Well, Madrid's average is like 68 and the Bernabeu's going to go up from 81 to 85 I think Old Trafford would sell out in an ideal world they could I mean it's not going to happen because of the cost of extending the ground would, would inflict on them but best, best case scenario is they keep the original ground extend it out and reduce the price of the ticket so that more local fans can come in and come in at a reasonable price I, I like the idea but I'll play devil's advocate ticket prices have not gone up for 11 years yeah. in all the time I've done the United We Stand if you'd have said that to me in the, in the 90s or noughties I would have laughed at you because prices went up every year that was the norm yeah. it was about trying to contain the, the, the price rise it's 26 quid to sit in the Stratford end yeah well that's obviously fantastic isn't it uh, 20, 25, between 25 and 30 and 40 quid depending on where you sit is probably right um, I think some of the executives they want to try and make the money back they can put the price of the exec tickets up a little bit and a lot of people in execs are Mancunians done well if you go in them lounges and I don't go in them but I have I know who's, the, who's in them they're basically people who've done alright for themselves and they've got a few quid and 
they want foie gras before a match or whatever they're doing there. Six pints. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just feel like there's there's definitely if you're trying to extend the ground to ninety thousand, I don't I, I don't think it would be best served for the atmosphere or anything for the for the ninety thousand people, the extra fifteen thousand people to be filled by tourists who are coming once a season. It needs to be a mix. There's going to be an element. All right, of that. so encourage more local. And, and I think you're right there Young as well. Young fans, I think you're totally right. Um, I'd get the bus from Ermston as a kid. It go through Stratford and it was full, and now it's empty. Yeah. So behind a lot, especially you, you ain't using the city word, but when City moved to the Etihad, I'm, I'm from Droylston, so I know a lot of City fans around that neck of the woods. And when they moved to the Etihad, they, they basically handed out free tickets to all the kids around there on the hope that yeah. when you know when they get to the age of 30 or whatever, they're all big season ticket holders. And that's kind of what happened with people my age group, whereas United kind of fell off the wagon a bit with stuff like that. And they're getting a bit better these days, aren't they, with you know season ticket prices for under-25s yeah. and all the stuff that they are doing. Um, but yeah, I think there needs to be an element of that like I said on the ground situation that if you are going to redevelop it for me you need to keep the principles of Old Trafford there's no point like you, you know doing a hard you know you know what I mean like the Stretford end and the four tiers as opposed to doing a, a hybrid to the Emirates type of thing you don't want to build a ball ground here but again I don't I didn't up I wasn't overly impressed with Spurs to be honest I know okay I'm, yeah well fair enough you've been to it you're travelling football fans yeah. just tell me very quickly you're from Droylsden is it not sad that Droylsden's team who were playing in the conference national a few years ago no longer exist yeah <laughs> yeah they've uh, they fell off a cliff uh, there was I remember the, I remember the days of uh, when we was potentially playing Ipswich in the FA Cup and that that all went to pot and pretty, it's pretty sad because non-league football has been really strong but Droylsden have got the record the only team to get kicked out of the FA uh, the only team to get knocked out of the FA Cup without losing a game fun fact for you there there you go right finally because we've gone a bit over on time here we're going to continue this podcast after the match at, um, at Arsenal predictions for today score prediction 2-0 Arsenal my head says 2-0 Arsenal my heart says 1-0 3-1 Arsenal right. I always predict United to win always always so I'm, it's not I'm working so I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal but secretly I'm thinking because <laughs> you're predicting that it'll go the wrong way you'll be sitting listening to this laughing or whatever because you'll know what, how it's gone on let's get in the ground And the sun's just come out. Come on, lad, don't.
Just after the game now, just bumped into an Arsenal fan. What's your name? Mark Dunning. And you're a season ticket holder? I am indeed for my sins, yeah. What did you make of that? Yeah, very obviously thrilled with the result. A couple of decisions probably went our way at crucial times. Great start, obviously, as well to get get the two goals early and then same as happened against Chelsea midweek. Within three minutes, we've, we've conceded. But um, it was probably, I suppose, United fans looking on why wasn't Cedric's handball a penalty, things like that. Their decision that have gone against us all season, well not all season, same as every other team, but we're thrilled obviously to, to get the result. Big win, especially now just seeing that Spurs didn't didn't get the three points against Brentford, so obviously huge in terms of, of our top four hopes going forward. So you seem to be on a much more secure footing than, than Manchester United. Young, hungry players, Definitely. a manager who, who manages, players who listen to and follow instruction good results yeah I would agree with you and it's very very funny if you look back at what was said when we played Brentford on the first night of the season particularly an ex-Manchester United player Gary Neville going I don't know what the hell these lads are doing what direction they're going um, so it's, it's quite ironic the way things have panned out for, for the two clubs who've um, been your best players this year Odegaard for me yeah. has been absolutely fantastic I thought he was excellent again today um, Sack obviously he's, he's high profile mm. And I think Gabrielle and White have a good understanding and good partnership to back. They weren't good today. Mm. I didn't think United created a hell of a lot of chances. Mm. Another day it could have ended up a different scoreline, but mm. by and large they've had a very, very solid partnership. I think losing the two fullbacks, mm. Tommy Asu and Tierney, has hurt them particularly because they're having to basically try and do the job of four really for, for two players. So mm. but uh, by and large they've been very, very good. Um, party before he got injured as well so yeah um, he was good at Atletico he yes was a, he was, yeah. he was a, a decent player yeah um, where do you see Manchester United at the moment it's very hard to know because and I think it's going to take similar to what Arsenal had to go through over the last few seasons there's a lot of players there that are probably getting towards 30-31 who they're going to have to go what do we see these like the three signings they brought in in the summer Varane Ronaldo okay Sancho's for a future but those two in particular they're win now signings to use an NFL term and they haven't done it Ronaldo I know he gets a lot of flack well I see he gets a lot of flack he was the best player United had today in my opinion um, so it's, it's hard and the thing about it is so he's 37 is he going to be part of a rebuild is, is that is that why if the new manager can with. get him to believe in him so much that, that he follows the, the instruction that, that's yeah. put on him. So he played today um, up top in a, in a defensive 4-4-2 and his idea yeah. was to defend, to, to stop Arsenal coming down the middle, to make sure that Arsenal had to defend or to push the ball outwards to the side. Didn't really go to plan after the first sort of 10 or, 10 or no. 15 minutes. But 
He scored the goal, I agree, was Manchester United's best player today. Yeah. I'm not sure what his future is um, with United, but well done. I hope you enjoyed your victory. I did indeed. I did indeed. Thanks very much. And I must say, this guy is absolutely outstanding on off the ball every week. Top well, man, whenever mate. they have him on. Thank so you. I've heard that from, uh, from an Arsenal fan saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get complaints from Liverpool fans, but there you go. No, Thank you very much. No, because you're very honest in your appraisal. What do you say? Um, you know, we're on podcast on the way back from Arsenal. And uh, brought to you on behalf of uh, Betfred. So it's a, it's one of those, isn't it? That we've got up at half past five. And, well, we know we've, we've got up at about ten to five. Got down to Jordan Street, sat off, come to a game, and now we're here post match. And um, was there any positives today at all? Still the worst footballing team you've ever seen in the league. We can't so, play one more. One game closer to the end of the season. That's the only positive. Yes. Only what, possible what positive. Call, you know what? Bruno scores that penalty. We win that game. Yeah. There was only one hole in the Titanic, I think. Yeah, it don't matter. There was more holes in our defence. There was tunnels on the Titanic. Bruno scores that penalty. We win that game. Why not? That's the only positive. It all seemed a bit strange, that penalty, didn't it? Because... Didn't Sancho have the ball in his hand? Didn't yeah. McTominay take it off him? Yeah, I thought that. It looked like Sancho wanted it. McTominay took it off him, but then gives it Bruno. So you can't even hit the target from 12 yards. Ronaldo should have taken it. We missed one, hadn't he? And then he gave it back to Bruno. He's goal scorer in the world, in your team. He takes the penalties all day. The props took it on bigger stages when it means more. He takes the penalty if he's on the bench. Our Slate United... Because how bad we've been, but today it was two penalties we didn't get. Okay. The handball, that looked yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I've seen a longer one on telly. I've not seen that one. Pelle, it, was, it, was, it was a shambolic performance. That was so, can't play just basic. They can't, they can't defend. They can't, can't defend. Can't, I, mean, I, I what agree was with it? Two minutes into the game, the lots, the lots, watches the ball in the air, not even looking at the ball. And it hits him. It then then Varane and Teller's air shots it, and then their lad, whoever it was, had a shot. And a lot just stands there while he goes in and taps in the rebound. That's four massive individual that, errors. That, that Two Dolo, minutes that into Dolo the game, you weren't even watching the ball in the air. Just watching, I've, I've the, watching the player. Yeah. That's the way that they're defending at the moment, though, isn't it? You know what they were saying? Like in the two games this week, what was it? Five minutes of Liverpool and eight minutes to the away. It's like we've barely been level in the game. Like more than 15 minutes, and this shambles. And we just again, once that third went in, they just walked about. As soon as we play two side passes on the back four, we oof it. We don't play anything past three. I do think we we played all right in at the start of the second half to our first and really well. No, no, we were shit. The first 10 15 minutes after after the second half at Liverpool, we was on top like it was today. We were better than that today, but but it just but we missed a penalty, and Bruno, he never looked like he was shaped up for that right look after Uncle Joe. <laughs> and then we just disappeared once the penalty was missed it just I know Delot hit the post but we just look like no matter what we do even when we play well we don't win the main thing is just, we're still a proper really bad football inside we don't yeah. play a good style of football we don't <clears throat> seem to do anything yeah. on the floor it's just one two oof one two oof let's win it, it we was... don't win the second balls Jack is hitting it from the edge of the box we don't press the ball we don't even get out to him go and press the ball yeah. stop the shot he's quite depressing after like the other week you know that Liverpool City thing and they were discussing that 
the sort of greatest rivalries in Premier League history and obviously United and Arsenal that still remains it for me and when you look at the two teams today and you think that's a United-Arsenal game they're both an absolute shambles well, we talked about one it um when you came down to Highbury or when you came down to the Emirates at the start, you had Keenan Vieira in the tunnel. Yeah. You had yeah. things that yeah. we really, really wanted. Yeah. You know, you were up for it. Today, even aside all that, you, you had two brilliant football teams and then you've got that two, two shower of absolute you know, shower you know football team. The, the game in the hole, right? They was better the first 15 minutes. Next 15 minutes, it was quite equal. equal. Second half, I thought, first 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I said to Tubbs, not, not being awful, I'd left me after 25 Just, minutes. I, I couldn't be asked. But what's in the pub, first 20 minutes, I thought, we, we'll get something here. You said, you said we'll win this. And then Bruno missed that penalty. Ronaldo's offside was absolutely was a stud, a stud off. Uh, yeah, it, it was very, very close. And after that, we just died. There's still no, there's no character that, in the no. team. There's no quality. Though, even, like Chad said, even if we, we don't now, we haven't got a style of football. We haven't got something that we say. You know what? That, I'm happy that we play that way. Do you I'm know what? Being honest, right? We are. It, it barely mattered today what's happened because we probably won't finish top four. We're, we're ticking off the games now and wait. Well, not even before today, I'm saying like we won't. It, we won't. Say about where we qualify in Europe. Well, Lingard coming up. Matter. No, no, it's they won't even be there, my squad. They're not going to be there. It barely matters now because if we do lose every game, it's going to be a completely new team that starts next. Well, you hope, but how do we yeah. know that for sure? Because well, Ten Hag all you can hope. He, he's demanded full control and I mean it's not going to be a full team because if these, this will I, de- I demanded, I demanded my boss double my salary I didn't get it yeah I mean it, but, it, but it should be the start of like a complete what I would say what do we agree though we said the players that come on matter Lingard blah, 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 you take them out to make a point for the owners say this is what we're going to be left with you're not going to be here so I'm not going to play on I do agree make a Lingard, point and say yeah. this is what we are going to be left with yeah. you're going to have to invest because this is what we've got it's, it's not good enough this is what we're going to have to improve it's been exposed and it's been laid bare and all we can do is all, all we can do is the Ten Hag is every bit all we hear about him being I just hope it's true a, that he wants to be disciplinary. He wants to be involved. He want, yeah, he wants. He wants. He's to got control. the same hairstyle as me. Look, 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 that look how that's look how unfit start. we are. Well, I would say did, good start. After an hour, did, did, they're blowing out their asses. These are. Well, these are old men. I'm not saying some of them. They're I mean, Matic. Matic has been a good servant for yeah, us. Yeah, we didn't yeah. ever get the best out of him because he come to us too he's old. Never been quick, but he's a fantastic player. Yeah, he is. But for an hour, we know he struggles after an hour, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Yeah. You could see that late. Unlike he, he went through the back of someone in the ball that he would have won in yeah. the first minute. One thing it's proved the last few games: how good Fred's been. Yes. Fred presses so much. We all got energy, We all call Fred and can't pass the ball to save his life. But he'll win you the ball yeah. every single time and he'll chase back and he'll run back. Because because we've got Fred, that's what we've got. But he can't pass, can he? He's got, yeah. it's cause we, he, he, he looks can't. good. Fred he looks good because we've got an People out of shape team. But you understand you why Solskjaer played him every game. Yeah. You need to accept what Fred is. If you want him to pick the ball up and play a 15, 20 yard pass, he's not your man. If you want him to go and win the ball and pass it two yards, he's yeah, your like man. Kante go does. and press, yeah. yeah. You don't see Kante playing 30, 40 well, Kante's passes. always been surrounded by better players at Leicester. That's exactly. Right. Pumble, Chelsea, exactly. Yeah, Kante like, doing Fred would running. fit in the right team. Fred would be a good player. Yeah. Exactly. You, you know what I find most offensive today? Because I knew we'd get beat. Everyone knew we got beat. We yeah. said it on the way down. Everyone knew we'd get beat today. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew we'd play badly today. So there's no surprise there. But Rashford, 
And I don't want to med. You know, we've all left at what five this morning. I don't want to yeah, med. Why are you bringing him on? No, with no, 10 minutes no, 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 no. Rash, Rashford, full time whistle goes. He turns round, he walks over, he gives his shirt to an Arsenal fan and he walks down the tunnel. He shook the hands of three Arsenal it's, players on and, the way. And, and he, doesn't, he doesn't come over to and acknowledge the United fan. The guy's a disgrace. To be, to he's, to be he's fair. He's walked around the pitch, he puts no effort in. To he's be fair. Only care. He only cares about his image. He do not care about football and he do not care about as United. As a United player. And he should never play for United no, again. To be it's fair. A disgrace. As a United player, would you come over to United fans yeah, at the moment? Yeah, because they got clapped, though, didn't they? Because I'd actually have. I'd actually have a bit of Jaden Sancho. I'm not being funny. Jaden Sancho is a London. He's a London lad who did his visit Chelsea. He supported as a kid. He's then been in City's academy after Watford was it. He's gone to Dartmouth. He comes back and he's still got the decency enough, to walk enough. over to clap United fans to hold his hand up and apologise and to show a bit to show a bit of appreciation. Now that's got a lad, a lad from Wivenshot who's come through our academy who can't be asked to walk twenty yards just clap and just. I weren't in the ground. I weren't in the ground at that stage. So, so this is our fourth. I think it's our. Fourth away defeat on the trot. First four? time we've got on with four. We've four, got because the, the one before City with Leeds went. All right, so that's and that's the first time that's happened in 30 years. Okay, they're Aloe Aleo laying their passing. Yeah, as the Liverpool fans, as the City fans. So we've been humiliated. Our players out there, we're not getting so much humiliated. We're here, come rain or shine. But our players are getting humiliated on a ballpark whilst they're fighting for fourth place. These aren't our team going down, being disrespected, they're being, you know, disrespected because they're not putting in the effort. Apart from one tackle goes in from Ronaldo and he gets a yellow card. Yeah? Why why is there not more of those players offended? By the fact that they're having their piss taken out of Because they've got no pride in the performance. Did you see that at the start of the... I don't know what happened the other night at Anfield by the start of the second half was delayed. But both teams were out and United players were knocking the ball about, obviously, before kick-off. And Liverpool fans taking the piss were relaying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and it, it was in, I say we're just fans, not players. And it was embarrassing for us watching it. You've then got it at the end of every game now where the opposition are relaying. They've got no pride in the performance. I said this the other night about um, Hannibal. All that. It's good to see him just at least. Yeah. But, you know, we haven't got, and it's the reason we don't win games at places like this anymore. There isn't a Norman White side who is as it was back then in an inferior team. Robson, McGrath, we weren't probably as good a team as Liverpool or we weren't judging off what they were but in games like that you at least had a yeah, pride that, that, we weren't going to be humiliated we're begging, yeah. we're begging that, for that's tackles that's the point I was going to say right you look over the Leeds our, our most hated clubs are Liverpool and City right we've been absolutely annihilated by both of them this year we've also been beaten by Everton and now no, Arsenal and neither of those teams are as good as us on paper we've got one point right. off Watford I, I don't mean it like that I mean I'm uh, we ate Liverpool City Leeds, right? Yeah. Other than Leeds, City and Liverpool yeah. have been embarrassing, yeah. right? Brian Robson, Norman Whiteside, Roy Keane, would they let them teams embarrass us? And I'm not no. saying we should just I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather have yeah, we should a player just be sent like off and, and put a foot in. Yeah. It, but at no. least, like, I'd rather have a player sent off and put a foot in and, and 
But there's we'll no make love a challenge for, I love what Ronaldo and, did like, uh, like yeah. the, the, the game matters why yeah. not at least leave yeah. some well, of his well, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't nasty he wasn't career threatening yeah. was it he just went and, and said I'm, I'm kicking you because to stop you getting the ole ole's yeah exactly but going back to Matty's point about Rashford I, I felt like he just again I mean I criticised him to Andy the other night he just walks about the pitch again. He just—he doesn't look asked. He, he's just and like he's one of many. But not right. we slag off the most for walking has always been Marshall, and he's just doing exactly what he does. Yeah. Comes on and walks around. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Right, we, I feel for De Gea as well. Yeah, I feel like, for De Gea. He not only made save after save. I mean, he did even for that first goal. Like he made a great save. But like every goal. Like we can see, you can see the frustration in him, and, and then he has to watch that ahead of him. Like he's way, he, looked, he, should, he should have won the Hayes medal. Hall. He's way below some very average squad players United have had in, in the time, and, and that will be at City now. He, he deserves far more than he's probably the biggest rebuild in Premier League history that we've got. Yeah, all right. So the, say the rebuild starts now, and on Thursday we, we've got host Chelsea, right? So. Right, Chelsea, how many of those players that finished the game today are you picking? Or are you going for kids? Or what, what, what's, your, right. what's your philosophy now? So the squad... Are they 11 that finished? The, so Matter, Lingard, got finished. Right. Bit, Forget the team that started today. Out of that squad, I'll probably take two or three players into next season. Would you have Varane here? Yeah. Hey. Get Varane fit, he's world class. Yeah, he's always been injured. Jay's never fit, I'm sorry. Right. He, he, right. Doesn't, right. he doesn't play well. Always been injured. He doesn't play well, and he's, De, De he's had a shocking season. De Gea, He's our player of the season. Yeah, I don't care what yeah, anybody says. Yeah. Right? Sancho's got bags of potential. Yeah. 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 Definitely something for him going right. Fred. 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 Good squad players. I don't care what you say. Whether, whether they've got enough skill to be in. I'm not sure Matt Tomlin should be anywhere near. Not think so. No. And I'll tell you why Matt Tomlin. Fernandez. Yeah. World class. I, I, th- I mean, he looks like he's clocked off for this season. He's he, world class. We can, like o- no. we, we, can o- we can only hope that a new manager rescues Bruno because he looks a shambles right. player at the minute. Bruno's so, world class, he's like us, disheartened. Do you, uh, do you play kids then? Do you, do you fill the place with kids? Because I think the problem is against a team like kids, Chelsea. I mean, this kids, is, a, this is a, well, you can to a degree, but yeah, no, the, you can the, play. Chelsea, this Chelsea team, it's probably in October, people were saying, oh, they're the best team in the world. Now, that was obviously ludicrous, but they're still a decent enough team, so you can't. We'll, we'll, we'll jump in. No, 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 I think no, against. You can't put a load of kids in. I'd go back to my point, what I said to you, though, Chelsea, exactly what I say, who would you play? My point to you, like I said before, I take everyone out that's not going to be there next year to make a point. I agree. Like, this is what we've got. This is what we've got. So that is why it's great that Pogba not only wasn't on the pitch today, but and he's faked. What Pogba's was broke his sock. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Well, that isn't well, it. I've made the point of taking anyway. a lot of them out and saying this is what but we're going to be left with. Play. And. This, yeah, I'd, I'd mix it somewhere. Say, I'd, I'd have players like Ronaldo may well not be with us next year, but I'd play I think him he will. Thursday. I think he will. Well, I mean, I think he you will. may well, but I think but you get this. Well not be, but, but the point is, you play people like that. You know what? We've all well slated. We've kids. all slated Ronaldo. Where would we be and about his one goal away from Golden Boot? We're with Ronaldo and De Gea. Yeah. So you're on goals in that fucking side. Ronaldo and De Gea. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. That. Yeah. We didn't have. Yeah. Had we sold De Gea in the summer and had we not bought Ronaldo on deadline day, we'd be in a rel
They didn't get a win in the first how many games, Newcastle? One yeah, win in 20 games, weren't it? Yeah. Well, it's now what? They're out of 12 points. 14 points, 14 points behind us, aren't they? We might. I think you get the Chelsea game out of the way. That'll be probably 4 or 5 0 Chelsea. And then, then for the last, what, three games, who is it? Brighton, Palace, and Brentford. Brentford. Play, you know play what, the kids. I fancy Brentford at yeah, play, play you. The way you just said that, Chelsea, like. Yeah. I've heard that thing about playing the kids completely and it doesn't like they could easily get battered even against Palace and you don't want to destroy them so I think put enough good players in with them and play Hannibal and, you know I mean yeah you put like enough kids and like and, I don't know, people like Ronaldo and Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? If James Garner don't get the chance next season, oh, maybe he was something Well the consensus is here that we're on our way back home and uh, there's a lot wrong. But we've had a good day. We'll have a good trip back, won't we? And uh Thing is yeah. Tyson Fury wins tonight. Yeah. So good luck to Tyson Fury tonight. So, yeah, definitely. And we'll have, we'll have a United victory one way or the other tonight. Well, that's it from United We Stand podcast. Um, thanks to Bet Fred. And uh, let's just see what the next game brings and the next season. So, that's it for this podcast. Another defeat for Manchester United, the third in, in recent weeks. And the chances of getting into the Champions League now are really slim and not really surprised. actually thought the game at Arsenal was pretty exciting for a neutral. The problem is I'm not a neutral. United should have taken the chances and didn't. So nine goals conceded in the last week. We've got to put some of it onto the players and some of them were particularly poor today. Ronaldo played well but didn't keep his position. Alex Tellis was poor and it was a six-pointer for Arsenal. So they're on a pretty stable footing going forward. I think that Ralph Rangnick should also be criticised. He's the manager of the team. Results are poor. He speaks with great clarity and intelligence when talking to the media. And I was at his press conference on Friday at Carrington and he gives good lines for the journalist the one about open heart surgery but his team are crap and some of that's on the players who are overpaid and underperforming given their salary levels remember United have got one of the highest wage bills in world football and he's the manager some of it is on him not sure he even knows what his role is going to be well, I know he doesn't know what his role is going to be. Once Eric Ten Hag comes in, some sort of consultancy, and he's got a business set up to be a consultant. And there are mitigating factors why he struggled. I've said many times, and people didn't want to hear it, when he lost his coaches right at the start of his time here, and he had to bring new coaches in, middle of the season. That wasn't easy for him to do. And he, he got the wins, and he got the... The couple of points average that he talked about in his first couple of months, but he had a pretty forgiving fixture list as well. And now the good teams have come into it. United getting battered left, right and centre. So the away end was sold out at Arsenal. I sold United, we stand outside it. It's really good to see that the community is 
is still strong. London aways are always slightly different, but there's loads of people travel down and loads of people who go to all the matches. We're still there in the away end, singing, and look, look, it wasn't a great, great away day. But, well, I'm saying but, <laughs> there's buts all the time with Manchester United. I'm going to finish off the latest United we stand. Ironically, when the team are so bad, the fanzine tends to be much better. We've got loads of stuff in there that, that you won't know. We'll put the cover out. The cover's brilliant. Content's got some really good stuff in there. We've got interviews. All the gutter snipe stuff as well. And the deadline to subscribe is, is Monday evening. It's all right liking the, the covers when I put them out on Twitter. Unfortunately, I can't go to the printers where paper costs have increased by 45% in the last year and say, we've got loads of likes on Twitter. That means the square root of nothing. So loads of you have subscribed. We appreciate it, really do, because that basically keeps the mag going. And given how bad this season has been, it's, uh, we're not in a bad place with the mag. But I'm starting to sigh once again because it's another defeat for Manchester United. We'll bring you the next podcast and the next United we stand out against Chelsea on Thursday at Old Trafford. Until then, you try and have a good week and I'm going to go and head to Villarreal to interview their manager and do lots of Champions League stuff for my job. And generally get envious because Manchester United are not in that competition. Thanks for listening to this Arsenal podcast. Goodbye.